to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Well, New Orleans, it's simple. Are you ready? Game three of the first round series between the Suns and your New Orleans Pelicans. Can the blender tonight make a difference? I think you can. Don't know if they're going to do it. I'm the Pelicans. For those player intros. They might bring it in. You took the best punch. It's a 10-point game going in the fourth quarter. Okay? Get your freaking hands up. This is what we live for. This is what we worked hard for. Okay? We ain't giving it up. We are not freaking giving this up. You got to freaking fight. You got to fight. Looking forward to the weekend. Today, maybe a little bit different. Got a playoff game over at the Smoothie King Center. French Quarter Fest off and running. Zurich Classic of New Orleans, second round. Low numbers yesterday over the TPC of Louisiana. Got a ton to get into today. Got a fun show lined up for you. As always, your phone calls a very key part of the conversation. I want to hear from you, Pels fans. Very easy question of the day. What you feeling today? What do you think will be key? Who do you think will be key for the Pelicans? And how excited are you? How confident are you? Of course, Monty Williams yesterday saying, look, that timeline with Devin Booker being out two to three weeks didn't come from us. Didn't come from us is what he said. Now, Adrian Wojnarowski reporting two to three weeks likely done for this series. At least Devin Booker, grade one hamstring strain. Obviously, we know by being Pelicans fans and covering this team, Brandon Ingram, had a hamstring injury. It's seven to ten days, no doubt about it. He's not going to play tonight. More than likely he won't play Sunday. We'll see if he plays later on in the series. Very likely not. Regardless, regardless, it was a topic of conversation yesterday. We'll hear from C.J. McCollum. We'll also hear from head coach Willie Green as the team got ready after practice yesterday. 800-998-1003 is the way to chime into the conversation. We'd love to hear from you Pelicans fans because I gotta imagine you're excited about it tonight. I've already seen a ton of people on social media posting, is it too early to start drinking? And that was like two hours ago. I love it. I love the atmosphere. I love the energy level all around town that you can, you can feel it. You can feel that is, it is something big. Again, I don't know how far they go. I don't know if they win this series. Does the injury matter? Of course it does, but how do you handle it? I do think the Smoothie King Center is going to be electric. Obviously, that 8.30 tip time, 7.30 pregame, a special one-hour pregame, the rest of the playoffs, that's how we're going to do it here on ESPN New Orleans, your home for Pelicans basketball. Daniel Salison and company are going to be a part of it here as well. Uh, I believe we'll be outside, so we'll get you the exact location where we'll be. You'll see the guys out there. Be a part of it. Have fun. And again, I love that 8.30. You can get home. You can do what you need to do. you got plenty of time to get there. You can <clears throat> prep, if you know what I'm talking about, before that game and get in your seats and get ready because I think the start of this game is going to be key. We'll hear what C.J. McCollum had to say uh, exactly about what he expects from you and also the mentality that it's going to take to take on a team that they know they're missing, one of their key players in Booker. 31 points in the first half before suffering that hamstring injury in the third quarter. Um, wounded animal, right? I mean, that's what I said yesterday. It is two ways a team's going to be able to react, and that team won a franchise record, 64 wins for a reason. They're good during that 64-win season. In the regular season, they played several games and weeks without Chris Paul. They played without Devin Booker. They played without DeAndre Ayton. They're a very good team. So I do not by any means think this is going to be a beat down the rest of the series or walk through. They are a team that has championship 
on their mind. They know they got to get through this round, next round, the conference finals, and then in the NBA finals. they got a long road ahead of them. That's probably why they're being cautious, and at the end of the day, it's a hamstring injury. Those things don't heal overnight. You can't, you can't put some icy hot on it, walk it off, things of that nature, especially in a game of basketball. you got to be have you got to be able to have those type of muscles, man, to do what you can do. So that's kind of on the background of it, but also I think you, as, as a fan base, can can do a lot, man. I think it can help. Not that I think that they can't handle it, the Suns, but providing energy for the Pelicans. They're going to have to play hard tonight. And I think Game 3 is crucial based off of the statistics, right? ESPN saying 73% of Game 3 winners go on to win a best-of-seven series. That's big. That's important. Saw three games last night. Going to have three games again today. Last night, interesting the way things went. We saw the Grizzlies winning 104 to 95. Wait till I give you the national reaction to that game. There was a 26 point deficit that Memphis overcame last night. Jean Morant didn't have a huge game. Only had 16 points. Call Anthony Towns held to eight though. There was a 21 to 0 run in which yikes. They didn't call a time. I mean, people were going bananas on the way that Chris Finch coached that game from Minnesota. Jay Williams this morning. This was given a gift. The dumbest, most idiotic coaching that I've seen in the playoffs thus far. And with all due respect to Chris Finch, I know he just signed an extension in April. I'm glad you got your money. You have a very young basketball team with your star player being Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns. Memphis went on a 21-0 run late in the game, and there was no timeout called to stop the run. I mean, what the hell are we doing? Is this preseason? Is this the beginning of the regular season? That might be acceptable if you're allowing your young team to work through that. And I know some coaches do that. Hey, I want my young squad or my team to work through this run and find ways to have answers. But when you're seeing that lead go down to 10 <laughs> and you see that your team has no damn answer, call a damn timeout. <laughs> the end of the game, Charles Barkley was saying that his uh, seven-year-old nephew, I think, uh, text him, why, why aren't they calling a timeout during the game? So... Look, I play that because between that and obviously the criticism Steve Nash is getting for the Nets, it just goes again to the conversations we've been having about the job Willie Green's been able to do, getting this team to buy in, the guys playing for one another, and the coach um, showing he can coach on this stage. Look, they're learning experiences. The players have to learn through this experience as well. They haven't been there before. Saw Willie make some adjustments. And let's see as it continues to go on. How he does, but it just, it's going to give you that, that taste, right? I mean, these are some teams and some games of other teams where, you know what? Pels are kind of not doing too bad. So we're going to talk all about that here. Coming up this hour, kind of call it Pelicans Power Hour. David Wesley from, uh, Bally Sports is going to join us. Of course, former Hornets played here, has been on the broadcasts for several seasons now. We'll talk to him about what kind of adjustments can the Suns possibly make? What to expect here? How do they go about it without Devin Booker? And how do you approach it if you're the Pelicans? I mean, do, do, do you go all in, like I said yesterday, and Brian, and who's likely a mile high out west, do you, you know, make Chris Paul work? Who can provide those points? It's not going to come from one person. Cam Johnson's pretty good. So I'll get his reaction to that. And more importantly, what I think is the key tonight, how do the Pels handle the emotion? You know they're amped. You know they're pumped. They have to feel confident. And, of course, knowing that a team's best player isn't going to possibly play for the rest of the series kind of makes you feel a bit better, but you can't overlook everyone else. And, more importantly, you got to make the shots. So that adrenaline will be pumping. There's going to be excitement. Playing within yourself, and I think a good, quick start, getting the Suns to have to play from behind, would be key, even if it was 5 or 10 points, whatever, which, again, if they're down by 10 or less at halftime, Phoenix will take that. I will take it as well because you're constantly having them expend energy to overcome you. If they come out in the first quarter and they have that lead at the end of one and they're, they're up double digits or they're up in, at the halftime, then it kind of puts the honest on you. So I think the start of this game is going to be very, very key. So do your tailgating, do what you got to do, and get your butt in the seat and make sure that the sold-out crowd at the blender – is ready to go. But David Wesley will join us next segment. Jake Madison at 1230. We'll talk to him specifically about matchups, not only this game, but for the rest of the series and what he's, he's seeing back and forth between Monty Williams and Willie Green. Again, Willie Green was on the bench with Monty. 
throughout their run last year to the NBA Finals. So he's kind of well aware of the adjustments, how he coaches, that style, what they like to do. He's got to obviously know that personnel, and I think it maybe helps from this instant. 115, Rafael Esparza will go over today's games as well. Uh, a nice big fight in the world of MMA. We'll touch on that. And then a 215, Marlon Favorite, Leo Haggerty at 230. So we'll chat about all of that. But let's quickly get to the Pelicans before we get to David Wesley next segment. This was Willie Green yesterday after practice. And if his team is ready for what's going to come here this weekend, amped up crowd, chance to take the lead in the series, does he think his team's ready for this moment? You know, number one, just uh, faith and belief in what they can do on the floor. Uh, it's, a, it's a big time credit to our PD coaches, uh, Teaspoon, Corey Brewer, Ryan Frazier, um, Fred Vinson, a number of people that's just in the gym working every day to help our guys become better and better. And then late in the season, we're starting to see uh, big time results. So that's something, obviously, to keep an eye on to see that momentum can go. And I think one of the things, as we've been talking about, something like this, this series, this opportunity, that experience is just, you can't pay for it. It's extremely important for us. And it's, you know, we believe it's, it's going to help us in the future. Um, our, our guys, rookies, and our young guys getting this opportunity so early in their careers, having an understanding of what it takes to make the playoffs, but then to play in those big-time games is going to be a huge confidence booster for us in the summer. Indeed. And I think one of the other aspects of it is, again, handling this team without Devin Booker, not getting too overconfident, Willie Green first. They're extremely dangerous, and um, I wouldn't call them desperate or wounded. Uh, With Booker, they're dangerous. Without Booker, they're dangerous. And I'll continue to say they're well-coached, they're disciplined, and the number one team in the league for a reason and we'll approach that game as such. That's what I keep saying. Look, let's let's relax here and understand that they are a team that is going to to come out ready to play tonight. They've had a couple of days here as well. I don't think fatigue is an issue and they know what they need to do. They they've got to get rid of the Pels here as quickly as possible. They got a long road to go for their goal. Here's CJ McCollum on the fact that the Suns will not have Devin Booker here this weekend at least. And does he think that is an advantage for his team? Yeah, I mean, it's a different animal. Um, they're still a very good team. Obviously, Book is a special, special talent, and I hope he gets back you know, as soon as possible. Injuries are a terrible part of the game, but like as I've told the team many times, like a wounded animal is, is, is more dangerous than a healthy animal because you don't know what to expect. You don't know what other players are going to step up, game planning changes, opportunity changes, and as a player, you know, who's had a lot of roles throughout his career. Like, you relish the opportunity, you know, for a larger role on this type of stage. This is how I, you know, got my first career, like, playoff start with literally injuries, you know, eight, seven, eight years ago against the Memphis Grizzlies. I ended up starting the playoffs and taking advantage. So, like, you you don't want to take teams for granted, and you got to understand what's that stake, injuries or not. This is still a very dangerous team. One thing that I've complimented this team on as well is the mentality and how I said it yesterday towards the end of the show, they don't give a leap uh, playing on the air, huh? I mean, uh, playing on the road. They, they've they handled it. Even in that game one where nothing went in, they could not make a shot. They kept fighting. Tried to get it to 10 before halftime. They made a run. Didn't happen. Got it down to six, though, in the fourth quarter. Again, I, I've said this. That That's a game easily after having played two play-ins. You have to travel to Phoenix. Then the next day you play a game and... You know, you're getting smoked, you're getting down, the crowd's going bananas. That's a game easily and you've seen often in a best of seven, because again, the road team, you just want to split. You'll focus on game two. You have seen coaches pull their starters at the start of the fourth. Now that said, maybe that's where they were going. It was the second unit that got the Pels back into that game. But that, that strength mentally wise is, um, it's something C.J. McCollum says is big. I think they're just strong. I think that's what it is. Like A lot of them are just strong in, in their faith, strong in what they believe in, strong in, in, in their faith and their abilities. And when you get an opportunity like this, you want to take full advantage of it. And I think a lot of these guys are thankful to be in the NBA, and when you put them on this type of stage, they're going to take advantage of it. And I think that's just the underdog mentality. That's a mindset. And I'm happy to see them playing well and, and rising to the occasion. 
Indeed. Looking forward to that. We'll speak with David Wesley next after I tell you about the NBA playoffs. As you know, next level basketball, you've been feeling it so far watching these other games. Of course, the Pels and Suns through two games. The official sports betting partner of the NBA is DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook. If you haven't downloaded the app, just try it. Give it a, give it a go. New customers, five bucks. Bet that on any team to win. Get $150 in free bets instantly. It's that simple. Now you gotta put that promo code LaRose in. Where you can bet five dollars on NBA team to win their first round game, get $150 in free bets instantly. I keep telling you about same game parlays. You add different legs, you add the value of it, you can make more money doing that. Plus, each day of the first round, get a risk-free bet up to $10 if your same-game parlay does not hit. So go download the app if you haven't. If you've downloaded it, try the same-game parlays. It's more bang for your buck. And uh, I think you can enjoy the games watching it by more. Those same game parlays are simple. Will Brandon Ingram, you know, get 25 points or more? Will somebody have, you know, double-digit rebounds? You can do all kinds of different things that you think, and then you just wait and watch the game unfold before your eyes. We'll take a quick break. We come back. David Wesley from Valley Sports will join us, get his thoughts. Game three tonight, Pels and Suns over at the Blender, 8.30 tip time, 7.30 pregame. Right here on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Spring is finally here. At Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa, we're ready. With truckloads of fresh inventory arriving daily. Plus fantastic deals like the all-new redesigned 2022 Toyota Tundra. Or the fuel-efficient class-leading MPG with Camry and Corolla. Greg LeBlanc Toyota is also giving you top dollar for your trade. Go ahead and shop the inventory online now at GregLeBlancToyota.com. These outstanding deals won't last long. Nope. Greg's got the deals. Shop South Hollywood Road. Homa. Stop, drop, and let the good times roll. The Thibodeau Fireman's Fair. Thursday, April 28th through May 1st. Live music, pay one price rides, live auction, food, drinks, Sunday parade, one mile, and 5K run and walk. And this year, you better get a bigger wallet with a $15,000 raffle prize. Plus, live music takes the stage all weekend long, including Friday night, it's Nashville recording artist Chris Cagle, and Saturday night, Louisiana's LaRue. For all the festival info, go to Firemansfair.com. The Thibodeau Fireman's Fair. Always free admission, always fun. Tiger Drive and Thibodeau. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective. Guaranteed. An accident with an 18-wheeler can cause king-sized problems and wreck your life. If you've been injured by a big rig, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. The King Firm attorneys are experienced at handling 18-wheeler crashes and will seek king-sized awards for their clients. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the king. If you've been in an accident with an 18-wheeler, ring the king at 909-KING. He's back. He's like the thing that wouldn't shut up. He's got his own catchphrase. He's the best invention since they started frosting Pop-Tarts. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Yeah, I've experienced it as a player, so I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be uh, crazy in there. We're excited to play in front of our fans. No doubt that is head coach Willie Green joining us now from Bally Sports. Mr. David Wesley you can follow him on Twitter at Senior David Wesley 4. Sir, good afternoon. Happy game day to you, man. Yeah, how you doing? Uh, it's going to be a good one. Loud in there tonight, I expect. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Look, man, you, you were here as a player, and you got a, a sense to, to sort of see really the gambit from the get-go, right, from when the team moved here from Charlotte to even now as an analyst and covering this team. I had somebody call this week, David, and, and suggest that the franchise in its is in its best shape moving forward than it ever has been. Do you agree with that? You know, I, I think with with the group that that has been assembled, front office, and um, as far as coaching staff and everything else, and then the talent, the level of talent that is on this team, I would have to agree with that. Um, you know, and, and maybe the fans won't get a chance to see that this year, mm-hmm. but they'll certainly see it in years to come because I think you get a healthy Zion and you add it to what this team already has, and 
you know, all of a sudden, uh, you know, you, you came in ninth this year. Now you're looking middle of the pack, maybe even top top half of the pack. So um, I, I think they're that good and they play that well together. Uh, I think the, the organization is in great shape. I want to get your perspective as a former player in two things. One, personally, on, on, on one particular player. But first, the overall take that I got from watching these first two games, man, it's not easy, is it? To see what no. we've seen from this team in, mentally and, and how they, they have this fight on they they didn't look bothered at all in game one and game two. What they did, especially in game two, having played at that level, how special was what we saw? I, I think it was really special and I and I think the only time you saw that struggle or that hesitation or that, that the team being a little uncomfortable was in the first half of the first game. After that they scored uh 69 points in that second half and actually won the second half. And then in game two, you could see them take that. And that's what I've liked about this team all year is that they've seemed to, to learn from their mistakes, grow each and every game. And so you see them take that second half, turn it into, they come out, play really well, keep it close, which is what you want to do on the road. Um, and then they scored 65 in the second half. So, um, you know, they're, they're a great third quarter team. They, they, they've been, that most of the year and 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 now they're a good second half team so you know even if they get down they don't have to worry and they come back from from large deficits this year they've been thrown in pretty much everything that they're going to see now now it's just about execution and and in that second game that's what they got speaking with david wesley from valley sports you know i i asked you one of the last times you came on how hard or what's harder to guard a guy like a play against a guy like Herb Jones that you know he's going to give it to you defensively every time you have the ball in your hand or defending a guy that's cooking offensively. So here's my next question to you as a former player. Brandon Ingram, man, what he's done in the last several games, in particular game two, I thought the biggest play in that play in against the Spurs was that dunk early. It showed that he was ready, got the crowd going, and we haven't really seen him back down from that. He adjusted in game two on how they were – defending him that he's showing so much growth to me in these three four games huh he is and you know the 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 relationship he has with coach green and and the conversations they have um has allowed brandon to really assess what is the best part of his game and how he can be most effective and for him i think it's playing faster it's this is not a walk the ball up the floor team this is a let's sprint it up and a lot of people think, you know, playing faster means fast breaks. It doesn't. It just means that you have more time on the shot clock to run your offense. And when you give this this team more time and then they can go through their actions, that's the best form of them, but it's also the best form of Brandon Ingram. When he plays up-tempo and when you're playing against a team like the Suns, that's very good defensively, top three, well, yeah, you don't want to play against a set defensive team all night long you want to get up get some easy baskets you know get some numbers where you can create some advantages for your offense and I think that's where Brandon Ingram has grown so much is understanding that and while he's doing that also putting his teammates in the best in the best possible position I think one of the other things that I found interesting was after the game he was talking about you know being able to text Willie Green at all hours of the night and getting responses do you do you remember in your playing days being able to text coach late at night uh, ne- never, 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 never. <laughs> Not to mention, when I first came to the league, there was no such thing as text or right. cell phone. So, <laughs> I mean, that that kind of ages me. But yeah, you know, to to be able to have that conversation, to send little notes. Uh, Jeff Van Gundy was big on that. He'd leave a note in your locker. Hey, I, I need your energy. Don't worry about missing shots. You know, little things um, that that will kind of, you know, just kind of put back on your mind what's most important. What you do, what you do for the team, that helps y'all be successful, and and I think it's great. You know, with cell with cell phones now, they can text back and forth, and hey, I have an idea. Hey, let's check this out because sometimes some of your best ideas come when everybody's asleep. I, I think one of the things that that's also interesting, David, is one of the things we've talked about when we've had you on the show is the love affair this fan base has had with you know the, the guys that aren't quote-unquote, your stars, the rookies, the Alvarados, the, the guys that have just absolutely made names for themselves with this fan base with what they've done. Dude, you look at the two play-in wins, 
You look at that win in game two, they do not win without the timely threes. Not a ton, but the timely threes of Alvarado. His two coming in the fourth quarter. Trey Murphy being able to do what he does. A steal here or there from Herb. It's it's incredible how that pressure not only didn't affect them, they, they wanted it. Like You saw the, 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 the guys that Coach Green closed game two with. Yeah, uh, you know, and he's, he's, he's really shown some trust in these younger players and the different lineups and, um, and, and, and therefore it keeps these guys ready. You may be in there in the fourth quarter. You, you may not, uh, but we may need you the next game. And you talk about the timely threes, the timely threes, the threes overall, especially in game two, you know, they made 17 threes. That is not what this Pelican team is. 17 of 30, that is shooting it well. And it's a large part why they were able to, to get this win. Um, and that's what they got to continue to do. You know they're going to get the deflections. You know they're going to fly around defensively. And as long as they continue to play with pace, but they have to get stops, play with that pace, um, then they're going to get better-looking threes, better-looking shots, more open shots. So if they can continue to play the way they did in game two, it's going to be a tough mm-hmm. out for, for the Phoenix Suns. Look, I know a lot of people have been focusing, David, with not having you know a Booker, Devin Booker, possibly for the series, for sure, more than likely this weekend with the hamstring injury. So a couple of quick ones on that. Have you suffered a hamstring injury? We've seen with with, with the Pels with Brandon Ingram how long it's taken with his hamstrings and you know the win-loss record when he doesn't play. Those things aren't easy to heal up from, huh, grade one? No, they're they're tricky. I've I've had one, and you know I remember telling my my uh, trainer I'm ready. I feel good, <laughs> um, and he said you're not ready yet. He said I got a f- couple of drills I want you to do. So he's like, run down, you know, run that list of the course. I ran down and back, and I was like, see, I didn't feel anything. And he then he told me to turn around and run backwards. And within three steps, I said, nope. It just <laughs> not it just knots up. Yeah. And it's a tricky, it's a tricky rehab. It's a tricky. When are you really ready? Because yeah. obviously, if you you know if you strain it and you go out to go back too soon, now you can tear it. Now it can be a mm-hmm. long process. Um, but you know, it's one of those things that he'll feel it this year. He'll feel it next year. He'll feel it for the rest of his career. Every now and then, it'll pop his head right back up, and you'll mm-hmm. know, hey, I'm I'm still here. So um, you got to be careful. But great advantage for the Pelicans. C.J. McCollum after practice yesterday said, it's a wounded animal. Be expecting. Get ready for this team. Look, David, they won 64 games this year without CP, without Booker, without Aiton in a lot of those games. What do you expect Monty Williams to, to, to do to adjust not only in this game, but in the series without a guy that dropped 31 points in one half in game two? Well, and, and, and that's, the, that's the beauty of this game. And, and the way, you know, Willie coached under Monty. Monty is accustomed to playing his players, keeping them engaged and involved, just like Willie is. So you can expect one of the other guys, a Cameron Johnson, a Cameron Payne, you know, to step up and come out of nowhere and Mm -hmm. give this team a boost. Um, This team is not dead by no means. And if you think, oh, we're on our home court, we got our fans, they're down one of their best players, Sometimes that makes a team even more dangerous because you guys coming from out of nowhere, you didn't expect them to. Right. But I mean, Booker and a half in in a, in in a half got seventeen seventeen shots, nineteen shots. So that's nineteen shots that somebody else is going to divvy up mm-hmm. that they have an opportunity. Plus the guy who plays behind Booker is saying, "Well, I ain't no Booker, so I'm gonna get more minutes tonight." He's a little freer. He's, you know, and then they're on the road, backs against the wall. You use that crowd as as your motivation. It's going to be a tough live game. It's going to be another close one, and, you know, the Pelicans got to come out fast and and do what they did in game two. That's why I'm not a head coach. I like to play when occasionally, though, on the sports talk show, Dave, and that's why (laughs) I'm asking you. You know, I'm thinking, well, with this situation, I'm making Chris Paul, I mean, think of an ice bath at the end of the game. I'm I'm following you up the court. I'm screening him. I'm attacking him offensively because I know that guy can take over. But is there a side danger along the lines of what you just said? If I pay too much attention to that, now I'm leaving a guy wide open and he gets cooking. So I got to live with one or the other, right? Do I live with, hey, if Cameron Payne drops 41 and beats me, congrats. But I can't let CP drop 41? 
you you're going to have to pick your poison, and you're going to have to go quarter to quarter, moment to moment. If if Chris Paul starts getting cooking or starts getting into a rhythm, then you have to find a way to get the ball out of his hands and make other people beat you. But at first, at first off, and I don't know if 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 Chris Paul has the stamina, you know. And I I thought that was the thing with LeBron this year. Yeah, you can't. Put, they're not. They're, they can't put a team on their back for forty-eight minutes anymore. They're going to put their team on their back, and they're going to pick their spot. And if you allow him in his spot to kind of take over, you know, game one he was able to do it. Game two he wasn't. He shot, you know, five or seventeen or something like that. So you have to be aware that he's always a threat, so you can't relax. And yes, if you can take him out and make other people beat you. Yes, but if that one guy gets cooking, now you got to go over here and try to turn that down just a little bit because, you know, that that's how teams stick around. That's how teams get it. And you don't want to play Chris Paul in a close game. Those That's where he's at his best is in close games, figuring out what, what buttons to push down the stretch. Final 30 seconds here, David. Again, thank you for your time. Who do you think needs to be key tonight for the Pelicans? I, I, I really think that, that – uh, you know, uh, they've been calling them the second line, the, the bench mob. You know, I think the bench is the most important. Obviously, the big three in Jonas and uh, CJ and, and BI all need to be big. They can't have really average games. They have to put their imprint on this game, mm-hmm. all three of them. And then that bench mob, is, is, they have to be active and they have to come in there and disrupt, uh, play with pace and, 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 uh, and get this team to where, you know, creating a bigger lead or coming back from a, a deficit, they have to be that that spark. Well, I know that uh, the, the crowd is going to be awesome. It's a sellout, yes. but I know you're going to be one of those guys with a big old smile on your face, man, especially at that beginning because uh, this is what we've been playing for. It's what we've been waiting for. It's going to be fun for you tonight. Yeah, I'm going to love it. And, uh, you know, I love when the crowd comes in and they're loud and you know, that buzz, that playoff buzz, is mm-hmm. nothing like it. Yeah, they can affect it. They can affect it tonight, can't they? Absolutely. I, I hope they understand and, and believe that, that they have a job to do, and that's coming here and, and be, be rambunctious. So, yeah, they're, they could be big. I like that. I think we could do that in New Orleans, David. That's Senior David Wesley Floor is the way to follow you on Twitter. Thank you, as always, man. Love the coverage that you do around Bally's pregame, postgame, and when you give us a little time on the show. Thanks, bud. Yep, have a good one. Yep, for sure. Quick break. We come back. Jake Madison, locked on Pels. We'll get his assessment here as well. What matchups is he keeping an eye on as it's Pelicans Power Hour here, sir? We are getting ready for the Pelicans and Suns game number three. We are your home for Pelicans basketball. ESPN New Orleans. Do you make the most of your mow? Tony and Melissa do it on a John Deere Z-Track mower so they can get as much done as possible. I jump out of the house, a cup of coffee, and I'm at work. It's just really fast. There are millions of ways to make the most of your mow. How will you make the most of yours? Nothing runs like a deer. Run with us. Visit Home Attractor today next to the tunnel. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 3 and 2 stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at viscom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fouchon, Abbeville, and Reserve. I was surprised. I was definitely surprised. Yep, we had no idea. Totally surprised. Um, can you say jaw drop? Who knew? State Farm with these great rates? The surprise everyone's talking about is the surprisingly great rates for home and auto insurance from State Farm, especially when you combine them. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today. 985-632-0988. Thibodeau Regional, again acknowledged for delivering an outstanding patient experience by health grades. While we may be the recipient of the award, 
Our patients are the real winners because you can have confidence in the quality of care you'll receive. Thibodeau Regional Health System, proud to be among the top 10% of hospitals in the nation and the only hospital in Louisiana recognized by Health Grades for providing an outstanding patient experience 14 years in a row. That man's got some stones. Believe me, he is no wuss. His legend lives on. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. More magnify, understand the importance of this game, understanding what's at stake, where we're at now, what we've been able to overcome. Um, winning two playing games, one at home, one on the road, I think it'll be louder, uh, more celebratory in terms of like our fans and their excitement. That's T.J. McCollum following practice yesterday. What he expects the crowd to be like over at the Blender. Joining us now, Jake Madison. At Nola Jake's the way to follow him on Twitter. Locked on Pels. Happy game day to you, sir. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on, Gus. It's an exciting day here in New Orleans. It really is. I love it. I'm sure you've been seeing it already on social media. I mean, I, I've seen people from Chris expecting what kind of night it's going to be. You know, Chris Connor from Bell Spaces to people asking, is it too early to start drinking? I love the genuine organic excitement about playoff basketball here. You know, it's not manufactured. We're not having to sell you to go to these games. I think people can't wait. No, absolutely. Look, if you look at the ticket prices and kind of the inventory that's left over on like SeatGeek where the Pelicans have their tickets, uh, it's tough to get in right now. This is probably the highest we've seen for like the get in price in a really, really long time, which just speaks to the excitement about this team. I was out getting coffee earlier today, just people wearing red. Um, you know, so you're seeing people really get into it today. So it's going to be a fun atmosphere in and around the Smoothie King Center later this evening. You know, Jay, kind of along the lines, I was talking to David Wesley about it here as well. One of the reasons it's become, I think, organic is just what we're seeing on the court. I mean, this team has fight. They don't feel like it's it's an easy team to root for, right, Jake? It's not just because of a superstar or a guy doing well. People just love the attitude on this team and the, the sense of, I think, joy that they sort of have. And I mean, I, what I saw in game two was just outstanding. Yeah, I think you nailed it, right? That sense of joy is a good way to, good way to put it. You know, this team is having fun out there on the court. Look at them on the bench, even when guys are scoring in the game. The bench is going nuts. They're having so much fun with each other. We've seen it in the post-game press conferences. We've seen it in everything. And that's just kind of contagious. And it's contagious enough that it got Zion Williamson back from Portland early according to his stepfather. So it's just one of those things that just the vibes are high, right? The vibes are excellent. This team's fun to be around. There's a lot of underdogs that are easy to root for. There's a lot of really great storylines with this team. And I think that really resonates with the fan base and why you've seen really a group, you know, rally around them all season long. And we're starting to kind of hit it at a high note right now where they're winning. They have a good chance to advance in this series and people love that sort of thing here. And so, yeah, you're just kind of seeing everything take off all at once. Let's get technical here with Jake Madison, Locked On Pels. So we really get into the the business of what we're going to see in Game Three coming up at eight thirty. Don't forget seven thirty hour pregame special here on ESPN in New Orleans. Look, the attitude, the fun, the joy—that's all great. But there, there's a reason that they want to play in games, Jake, and one game too. Yes, it is shot making. What are the Pelicans doing though to create those shots, and how are they countering what now three teams have tried to? to do against them what are you seeing yeah i mean you're seeing just good changes by willie green you've seen him make some mistakes in the series um you know in this series you've seen him make some mistakes in the playing tournament but he adjusts quickly and makes adjustments really fast and i think that's been a really key thing in game two against the phoenix suns look at how their offense took off particularly in that second half of that game as they started to pull away when devin booker wasn't in that game Look at the driving lanes for a guy like Brandon Ingram, and it allowed him to get 37 points in this one. C.J. McCollum was getting open looks from three because the court was spaced. So being able to realize he needed to go away from guys like Jonas Valanciunas, Jackson Hayes, and go with that smaller lineup of Larry Nance Jr., Trey Murphy, those decisions have really opened the Pelicans up, I think, and were a really key portion to them getting that win in Game 2. And he's made these type of adjustments all kind of postseason, if you count the playing tournament games, he knows when to stick with that big lineup, and they did well against a guy like DeAndre Ayton in Game 2 as well to start, but as that game went on and you needed scoring, you needed spacing, you went away from it. Just kind of have that feel on the team, I think, is a really big, important thing and one of the reasons why they're having so much success right now. And now these guys are also just playing at a high level. 
So you've got them out on the court in the right type of positions, and then you have Brandon Ingram being that elite go-to scorer, doing everything. That was a masterful performance in Game 2. C.J. McCollum hitting his open shots, and the role players are stepping up. Jose Alvarado went three for three, including two threes in game two. Nice. Trey Murphy is hitting his shots. Larry Nance Jr. is hitting threes, and they're maintaining their advantage on the glass. All of that is a wonderful combination to win some basketball games. And what's crazy, Jake, is normally those role players, those bench players, I, I love how Jill Myers calls them the second line, they, um, they normally play better at home. So I would expect for them to be able to kind of continue on that. On that note, though, what adjustments do you expect Monty Williams to sort of make in this game, especially now not having Devin Booker? Yeah, I, I have a whole podcast dedicated to this one today. So if people want a little bit more depth on it, definitely go check out Locked On Pelicans. But look, it comes down to Chris Paul. And it's going to be him making these other guys elevate. You're going to see more from Cam Johnson. You're going to see more from Landry Shamet, who I think is going to start in place of Devin Booker as he started the 14 games that they that Devin Booker has missed this season. So that means those guys are spot-up three-point shooters, and you need to manufacture those open looks for them in some capacity. And that's going to mean a lot of high pick-and-rolls between Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton. You're going to see him try and get downhill, get some mismatches, force a rotation, and then kick it out to open shooters. If you can handle Chris Paul in the pick-and-roll, their offense is going to struggle, I think, because of the guys who have to step up in the absence of Devin Booker, none of them have real shot creation. None of them can go and get their own look. They need that to be set up for them. So you need to try and eliminate that as much as possible. That's going to mean Herb Jones on Chris Paul the majority of this game. That's going to mean switching when you have Jackson Hayes in the pick and roll because he did a good job one-on-one with Chris Paul in game two, forced a couple of turnovers which turned into transition opportunities for New Orleans. It's really going to be those type of things. But they're certainly going to try and create a lot of looks for the rest of these guys to try and get open three-point shots. I think they feel they can beat New Orleans in a three-point shootout. In Game 2, the Pelicans shot 57% from three. They had 17 made threes. Those are both season highs for New Orleans. This is a team that was 27 near the bottom of the league in terms of three-point percentage this season. The Suns were ninth. I think the Suns almost want to try and win this one with math. And if they can go out and hit more threes than New Orleans can and hope that game two was an outlier, they feel that kind of evens it up on offense a little bit. So New Orleans needs to do a good job of trying to shut that down that pick and roll and not let those three-point shooters be open and created by Chris Paul. That's an excellent point because that's where I was going to go next, Jake, where, you know, you don't want to get into that. I, I can't, I'm not expecting 17 threes again. You know, I'd be happy with six to nine, which is why I, I want to, I want to bring this up. I think Jonas Valanciunas is key in this game and really the bigs and, and attacking the paint. Look, DeAndre Ayton, we've seen even in the, in the playoffs last season, he'll have a game or two and then he'll kind of not have that impact or footprint that, you know, consistently all the time and I so maybe some quick fouls get some of their other key contributors with some, with some quick fouls I think attacking the basket getting some and ones early getting the crowd into it can be just as big as you know bombing away huh yeah absolutely the the, the big man battle in this one is going to be a really interesting chess match DeAndre Ayton is going to have to step up he's the second best player out there on the court right now in terms of offense for the Phoenix Suns So they're going to look to get him involved. That's usually in the high pick and rolls, I was saying, with Chris Paul. But he's a good post-up player. He doesn't do it a ton. But I wouldn't be shocked if you see some possessions where they kind of throw the ball to him down low and let him kind of play with his back-to-the-basket, old-school center style of basketball. And that's where a guy like Valanciunas is going to come in key. You're going to need him to be able to handle that because there's no one else on this roster that can really kind of absorb that kind of physicality. And if he can make life difficult for Aiton, force him into a bad game, that's really going to hurt the Suns offensively. And then they need to keep attacking him, but in a different way, what they did on the defensive side of the ball. In game one, he had four blocks and controlled the paint. There's a reason the Pelicans only had 34 points in the first half. He was a monster down low. In game two, they tried to spread him out. They had Jonas Valanciunas out on the perimeter a whole lot more, being a threat from three-point range, even if we don't really want him taking a couple of threes. And then you also can play small ball with Larry Nance Jr., put him on the perimeter, get him in the mid-range, try and pull DeAndre Ayton out of the paint a little bit more. And that's why you saw better driving lanes, more options for a guy like Brandon Ingram. And there was just so much more space, and it allowed him to go off. They need to put DeAndre Ayton in uncomfortable positions when he's out there defensively. If you can get a couple quick fouls by attacking him, even better. But look for them to try and put him out on the perimeter and kind of negate his rim protection presence. Excellent points, and those are little tidbits. If you go watch the game in person or watch it tonight on TV to see what Jake's talking about. Final thing for you, 
Jake, I, I think, um, obviously I w- I'm going to ask you to, to wrap up with who you think can have key moments or, or be a key factor, an X factor in this game. I keep you mentioned him just now, Larry Nance, man. He, he's he's Josh Hart like, really. I think since he's been playing key three here or there, a rebound, the energy, the um, ability to connect with the other players there as well. I think his minutes tonight, what, what he had twenty, I think in game two. I, I think those could be very big minutes for me. I think Larry Nance could be a key factor in this game. No, he's going to. He's absolutely going to be a very key part of this game. One of the reasons why they can keep going small and hurt the Phoenix Suns is because Larry Nance Jr. is such a strong rebounder. They're crushing Phoenix on the board. And I was worried about this series going into it that they would lose that advantage if they had to play small against this Phoenix Suns team. And they have not. And that's a really big thing in this one, having that advantage on the board. They have 30 more rebounds through two games than the Phoenix Suns do. They have 36 offensive rebounds. That's leading to a lot of second-chance opportunities. New Orleans isn't great in the half court, so anytime you get a chance to extend a possession, that's going a really long way. And that's a guy like Larry Nance Jr. doing a lot of that work, being able to give you second-chance opportunities, fighting for boards against taller guys to either end possessions or extend possessions. He's been really key in this, and he spaces the court well enough. He's a good enough defender, particularly out in space. I think this is a game where you see him get more minutes. He's probably the biggest X factor, in my opinion, for the Pelicans. And if he plays well and does the things we hope he can do, this should be a win for New Orleans, I think. 30 seconds, man. What do you think of the crowds going to be like tonight? Oh, it's going to be loud. If you're not in there, you're going to want to be in there. This is going to be an unbelievable atmosphere. I think this is going to be louder than what we saw with the Portland Trailblazers back in 2018. This is going to be a whole lot of fun, and I am looking forward to it. Jake Madison locked on Pels at NOLA. Jake, always appreciate the time. I cannot wait for today and Sunday, man. It's going to be fun. This what it's all about, man. It's what we do what we do. We want moments like this. I, I can't wait. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Quick break. We come back open second. Maybe we'll check in on the answer. I don't know. I don't know where he's at. It's a sports hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you. And load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Terrebonne General Health System Community Sports Institute is recognized for outstanding service and contributions to Terrebonne Parish. We provide a certified athletic trainer to every Terrebonne Parish high school. We also provide concussion baseline testing to over 1,400 student athletes annually, along with CPR and AED certification to over 500 area coaches at both the schools and the recreation departments. We are proud to be your trusted resource in keeping our community safe. Visit TG Health System. Do you hear that? The sounds of spring. There's the birds. The spring breeze blowing through the leaves. And the Ryobi Whisper Series blower. And that's the new Ryobi Whisper walk mower. And there's the Ryobi Whisper Series string trimmer. All with interchangeable lithium-ion batteries and gas-like power. It feels like spring at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Six miles to Chicago, got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003 if you'd like to jump in and get involved in the conversation at ESPN Radio NOLA as well. Via social media, very simple question of the day. What do you expect? Are you excited? What do you think is the key? You've heard from David Wesley. You've heard from Jake Madison. 
on their thoughts, possible adjustments that the Suns can make, and, and what the Pels can maybe try to do to counter it, and both gentlemen say that you, the fan, can make a difference. Earl, what's up, my friend? Thank you for calling on this Game 3 Friday. What's up, bud? Goose, I'm at I'm at the stadium. Where's everybody at? Ah, <laughs> uh, you're ready already. I love it. <laughs> hey, I, I, I'm going Sunday. I, I won't be able to make it tonight, but you know mm. I'm gonna be watching. You know the, the the line went up to two. What do you what do you take from that, Goose? Is that anything to be worried about? Because it was at even, mm. and now it's up to two. I mean, is that? I mean, I know the Suns are good, and you lose, usually when that line goes up a little bit, is, is the money kind of going on them right now? I, I think that's 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 normally the case, or it could be going, you know, on, on Pell. So, I, I think what it is, it's it, it's the fact they've won sixty four games. You know, I mean, yeah, ain't no doubt they, they've no won sixty four games, and we just saw in game one, Chris Paul put the game on his shoulders and be able to do that. I, I think that their belief is, look, here, here's a team that is a veteran team, still has a ton of talent, and you know, is capable of going on the road and getting that win. Can a young team handle the atmosphere, the moment, and all of that? I think maybe that's why, you know, what it is. It, it, it's a it's a show of confidence, not a ton. I mean, it's, it's two points, you know, so it's, it's yeah, basically I, I a bucket. So they're, they're so, thinking in a tight, late game, they got Chris Paul and uh, you don't, I guess is where they're going with. Look, I, I, I'm nervous as hell. Look, I feel like the damn uh, going to the NFC Championship game with the Saints, it's uh, – Look, Gus, it, uh, I think you're going to agree with me. Whoever wins this game three, as I said yesterday, this is pivotal, man, because I think all the pressure's on that next team uh, for the next game on Sunday. And whoever wins game three, I think whoever's going to win that next game on Sunday is going to win by 10 points or more. I really believe that. It's going to put all the pressure on that other team. The one thing I do like, Goose, is we are killing them on the boards, man, and on mm-hmm. the glass. The offensive rebounds. I think we gotta uh, hang our hat on that, man. And look, if right. we, if gosh, if we win tonight, we're gonna win the series, man. I truly believe that. Do you agree? I, I'll say this, man. You can come out and get tonight because I, I, I think to along the lines of what you're saying, there, there's two things that they're, they're gonna try to do that they have to do that I just think makes sense that you're going to do. You mentioned the board thing. They, 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 they gotta change that, right? So that's. That's right. everybody crashing the boards. That's, you know, making sure you get those rebounds and stuff. And, look, it's a way to maybe get some fouls on Pell's players and things of that nature. I think they got to get Valanchunas in some foul trouble. So I, I expect a concerted effort, Earl, to attack the glass. They're going to drive. They're going to throw bodies out there. It's going to be physical. It's going to be a physical game, I, I agree. And, physical and to game. your point, this is going to be the fight, right? I mean, they know this. Look, if they win this one, they don't win Sunday. They're going back home. They're going to feel better. Right. Maybe they can get Booker. But, again, they still sort of they took away, quote-unquote, home court advantage from the Pels. You lose this one, it's 2-1, to your point. Man, you don't want to go. I'm not saying you don't want to go down 3-1 ever, but now they really got an uphill battle. Because, again, their goal is to be playing for another month. <laughs> you know what I mean? They they gotta get past this round, they gotta get past the second round, they gotta get past the Western Conference Finals, and then they gotta get wow. to the finals. So the longer this series goes, the the worse it's it's going to be for them just because of the, the minutes, the legs, the, the physicality too, especially if this turns into a a physical series or a series that gets won. Late in the fourth quarter, I, 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 again, I don't think they thought sweep. I know a lot of people did as well, you, but they want to get done in five games. Even six is a ton, you know, for them here as well. But I'm with you. Look, I'm going to have trouble coming on this show Monday if they win Friday and Sunday and saying that they can't win the series at that point, right? I mean, you're up three one. You better go get it now. So I well, think today is crucial, though. If we win Sunday, I'm going to the game. I'm, I'm going to have to come get you to come pick me up Monday because I'm probably going to be in a quarter or somewhere, you know, throwing down. Hey, Goose, yeah. let's make our free throws tonight. Yeah, let, let's that's win the win. Yeah, let's 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 hit our free throws. I don't think we're hitting 17 threes. I'll be happy with eight or nine. Mm-hmm. Let's limit our turnovers. We get tonight, Goose. We're going to win the series. Always a pleasure, my man. Let's go, pals. Goose, have a good one. There it is. Let's go, pals. 800-998-1003 is the way to chime into the conversation. Um, 
I want to hear from you, Pels fans, as to what you think in terms of, you know, what do you think is key? Who do you think needs to be key? Who's your X factor? You heard me mention it with Jake Madison. I think Larry Nance Jr. is that X X factor kind of guy. And you heard Jake say he thinks he can his minutes are going to be crucial and important in a game like this. I also think when you look at, and again, this goes without saying, right? I mean, Brandon Ingram, it's got to be Brandon Ingram. What do the Suns try to do from that aspect of it? And I, I, I like to see CJ get started, you know, early there as well. I, I, I think like Jake Madison said, the big three have to have an impact in this game. And the, the good thing that makes me feel good because I, I think the paint and the, in the post play and the bigs, for the Pels is going to be big, not only to continue that rebounding advantage, but also because in those rebounds, think about it, defensive rebounds, that, that ends their possession. Offensive rebounds gives you another opportunity. So rebounds, huge. And the Pels have won both games on, on that battle by 20 and by 10. But I know they're going to try to change that. To me, I'm trying to get Valanciunas in, 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 in foul trouble. Look, I know he took a lot of heat in game one, Missed a ton of shots, was getting, you know, pulled and beaten and things that nature and some blocked shots by eight and everything. But you saw, again, even in that game, guy had 25 rebounds and 18 points. He had a double-double in game two. So what makes me feel good is that I, I'm thinking that he's again capable of being able to do that. And you wonder if he does get into foul trouble. I'm not going to say the ace in the sleeve, but I know my back pocket even though he hadn't played. The one bit of confidence that I do have is that Billy Hernan Gomez is sitting there. I know you've heard me kind of doubt him here as well. But I, I think, you know, Billy can rebound. I think Billy can pass. And I think Billy has shown the ability to get up and down the court with pace and and lay, lay up some shots, make some free throws. So if the worst-case scenario happens today where they do attack the glass, they get Valanciunas in early foul trouble, they get him frustrated. Um, I know you have Hayes as well, but... I know maybe maybe this is a game that maybe you do see Billy Hernan Gomez if that thing starts going the other way. But to me, I think a key is how Valanciunas and the bigs and the glass and the paint all gets controlled and if it can by the Pels. I'd love to see that to be the start early in that game and one's attacking back to that, you know, game against the Spurs, the dunk by Ingram to be able to kind of get the crowd going and the game going in the direction that you wanted it. I think all of that will go a long way. Obviously, making threes, hitting your Jays, the mid-range game from Brandon Ingram, McCollum hitting big shots. What I've seen in the Spurs, the Clippers, and the Suns two games is those guys don't have fear. So I'm not too worried about B.I. or C.J., even if they have slow starts, that they won't be able to be there and take those shots in the fourth or make them. I've almost become accustomed. I don't know about you. But when CJ releases the ball, I think it's going to go in. Same thing with Brandon Ingram. So in home games, in the playoffs, you tend to see role players play better. So I, I, I'm, I'm confident in this game. I think they can pull it out. I really honestly do. 800-998-1003. Love to hear from you coming up in our number two on what you think. About the Pelicans uh, game coming up here. Rafael Esparza just text me. He has lost power <laughs> at his house because of French Quarter Fest. Um, apparently, they're building a stage. I'm reading per text for uh, something tomorrow, and it's knocked out power to the block. So he's it's not happy right now as he's dealing with that. He may or may not join us later on in the show. So we will see that as well in that spot, buddy. Daniel is going to pinch hit. So we'll talk to Daniel not only about tonight's game, where we're setting up for the pregame, but also about some of the other games and storylines in the NBA playoffs that are going on here as well. So we're just getting started all next hour. Open phone lines for you. I want to hear from you, Pelicans fans. You're going tonight. Are you watching? I love what, you know, David Wesley said back in the, in the, in the second segment of this hour. 
He's pumped up and ready to go. Jake Madison, I went and got coffee. People are wearing red. Are you seeing that? Be my reporter because I, I, I'm not out and about right now. I'm sitting here doing the show. Do you see people wearing Pelicans gear out and about while you're driving or at lunch or whatever? I'd love to hear from you, man. Pass it along to us. As it's game three tonight, 8.30, 7.30 special pregame. It's the Sports Hangover. We'll be back with our number two on ESPN New Orleans. Welcome to Allstate, where we bring it all together. And bundling your home and auto is good, right? And it saves you up to 25%. It all comes together. 